0: It's not just about who you draft in fantasy football. Who you don't draft could be just as important because you want to avoid players who could tank your roster, especially in the early rounds. So here are 10 guys that you need to stay away from and never draft in 2023. And it begins with Michael Pittman, the Colts wide receiver. He is an avoid. Now there's multiple reasons for this. For starters, Michael Pittman last year, his wide receiver efficiency, yards per route run, ranked 53rd in the NFL. This was a 26% drop from the previous year. And now he's in an even worse situation, let me explain. Because the Colts spent their first pick, the fourth overall pick in the draft, on quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. And Richardson is a mobile QB. He averaged 55 rushing yards per game in 2022 alone. But mobility is kind of all that he could hang his hat on because he ranked 144th in quarterback accuracy last year in college football, 144th. Now look, the accuracy is clearly an issue and the mobility is an issue for Pittman as well. Because mobile quarterbacks harm their... Receivers' upside. They run more in the red zone and historically lead to below average passing offenses. And now there's one more thing I want to talk about. It's this right here. The catchable target rate for Pittman last year was good. It was 11th in the NFL. This means that Matt Ryan was accurate last year at getting Pittman the football. Now, although he had highly catchable passes, he still only ranked 23rd in wide receiver points. And now he's going to get a much less accurate quarterback. Just take Chris Goblin instead. Now we get to our next avoid, and it's a rookie Zay Flowers from the Baltimore. Ravens. Ravens spent their first overall pick, the 23rd pick in the first round, on Zay Flowers out of Boston College. So it's good that he secured the first round capital, but he's set up to fail. Now, here's what you need to know Flowers' college dominator, according to player profile, was 47% in college, meaning he accounted for nearly 50% of his team's offensive production. And just to show you what this means on a yearly basis, last year Flowers led his team with 124 targets. The next closest player had 43. He had 81 more than anybody else on the team. So the translation is he's ultra productive, but he has one. One major problem. He's not going to be on the field in two wide receiver sets. Because Rashad Bateman is returning from injury, and as the tweet from Sarah Ellison says right here, Lamar Jackson has already said, yeah, Rashad Bateman is wide receiver one for sure. And the Ravens also signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year deal worth $15 million, which is five times more than any other receiver on the team is getting paid, so he's definitely going to be out there in two wide receiver sets. Now, this just simply means Flowers is going to see less snaps. And less snaps equals less opportunity. So, Flowers currently goes in round 11 and as the wide receiver 53 in drafts, but I'd rather have Rondo Moore who goes like 10 picks later. All right, so those are a couple of receivers. Now let's go to the running back position. And we'll take a closer look at Alexander Madison who just simply put, isn't worth his price tag because Madison now goes in round five as the running back 19, 27% earlier than a few weeks ago before Dalvin Cook was released, meaning he goes ahead of guys like Cam Akers and this is a mistake because Madison hasn't been good. Last year, he ranked 57th in running back efficiency and over the last two years, he's outside the top 50 in running back yards per touch. And his receiving efficiency has dropped in three straight years. Now let's clear one thing up. Madison has played in six games without Dalvin Cook. In these contests, he averages 20.4 fantasy points. Now look, this is great production, but here's the issue. He's done this on heavy volume. In those six games, he averages 3.8 receptions, 19 and a half rush attempts, that's 23.3 touches per game. That volume is 31% more than Dalvin Cook averaged during those years. Which the takeaway is that this small, sample isn't sustainable, clearly if Dalvin Cook wasn't getting it. So in this range, just take Cam Akers as the running back 22 instead. Now let's head back to the wide receiver position, and we're going to take a look at DJ Moore, the brand new Bears wide receiver. He's in a void for multiple reasons. A big one being he plays for Chicago now, who ranked dead last in passing plays per game last year. They threw 10% less than any other team. And that's not all, because he now plays for a mobile quarterback who will lower his upside. And not just any mobile quarterback, but the mobile quarterback from last year in Justin Fields. Because Fields led all quarterbacks with 76.2 rushing yards per game and was second with eight rushing touchdowns. And now the bad news doesn't stop because last year Justin Fields was 24th in deep ball accuracy. And now this matters because Moore ranks top 10 in deep targets since 2020. Which means he thrives off of downfield usage and volume. It's unlikely he'll get that downfield usage and the volume really isn't going to be there. Because Darna Mooney last year in 12 games led this team with just 61 targets. Which means Mooney was averaging just 5.1 targets per game. This would be a 27% drop from DJ Moore's average last year. So Moore currently goes as the 53rd overall player, the wide receiver 22. Just take a bunch of different guys who go after him like a Christian Watson or Christian Kirk. All right, now this next running back you don't want to draft. And that would be the former Packer and Detroit Lion, now New Orleans Saints running back Jamal Williams. Because Williams currently goes in round eight, next to guys like Jahan Dotson and way before Antonio Gibson. Now this is a mistake because Williams wasn't even good last year. He was 54th in running back efficiency and 50th overall in yards per touch. Pretty simply put, Williams relied on touchdowns to finish as a top 20 running back. He had 17 touchdowns last year, and if we look at just the points off touchdowns, 45% of his total points came off of touchdowns last year. That was the highest percentage of any player last year. It's just not sustainable. To prove this one point further, look at his total touchdowns column right here. This is his career touchdowns. Before last year, his highest total was six, so he had 11 more than his career high last year. And let me give you one more reason why this won't continue. Williams isn't even in the same offense, so he won't have the same role. He's now a New Orleans Saint, and he's going to be in a backfield that has some competition. We'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara's legal situation, but the Saints also drafted Kendre Miller, and Miller is over seven years younger than Williams. He's faster, and he was more efficient in college. So in that range of the draft, just take Antonio Gibson instead. Next man up that you should never draft is Brandon Ayuk. You want to stay away from him. Ayuk last year finished 15th in fantasy points, and when you look at his fantasy points per game, he was actually 23rd, and pretty quietly, he was 27th in wide receiver efficiency which is solid. But here's the issue. He thrived when Debo Samuel was out. Ayuk earned 24% more points with Debo out. So now this year, he'll have to compete with a healthy Debo and Kittle and even a full season of Christian McCaffrey. And oh yeah, not to mention his quarterback situation isn't great. You're gonna have somebody in Trey Lance who's apparently behind Sam Darnold on the depth chart. You have Sam Darnold who was 37th in quarterback accuracy last year. And then you have Brock Purdy who's questionable to play week one. And even if he does play, Ayuk actually saw less yards, targets, and points Points with Purdy under center last year. So don't draft Brandon Ayuk and then also avoid this next tight end. And that would be the Bears tight end, the former second round pick in the 2020 draft, Cole Komet. Because Komet currently goes as the 13th tight end overall. He's going ahead of guys like Tyler Higbee and Greg Dolchich. Now here's why you don't want to make this mistake. Because it's easy to look at last year and see that Komet was 13th in tight end efficiency, his yards per route run, and say, hey, that's pretty good. He even finished 16th in fantasy points per game at the position, but he relied heavily on touchdowns. His seven touchdowns last year ranked fourth at the tight end position, which is pretty interesting because he only had eight red zone targets. So he had the 24th most red zone targets, but the fourth most touchdowns. Yeah, that's getting lucky. This means that Komet earned 22% of his points off touchdowns, the third most of any tight end. And now he did all of this despite averaging just 4.1 targets per game. And in 2023, he'll have more competition. And as we mentioned his new teammate earlier, his big competition that they brought in was DJ Moore in a trade. And simply put, this moves Komet from being the second option to the third option behind Moore and Darnell Mooney, which isn't good because the third option in this offense last year was a combination of like Byron Pringle, Dante Pettis, and Enquinemius St. Brown, and they averaged 2.7 targets per game. So in this range, take Greg Dolchich instead, and now we have a couple of more key players you need to avoid. But before we get there, I must ask you a question. Do you want to win your fantasy league? Of course you do. Well, the fantasy blueprint is for you because the blueprint is going to have all the tools and analyses you need, like my player tiers, where you can see Cole Komet, who goes as the tight end 13. No, he's a red flag in the tiers right here as my tight end 20 you're never gonna draft him and if you want to join the thousands of other people who already have access to the 2023 blueprint just click the link in the description below and follow the two simple steps and here's the thing if you don't make your fantasy playoffs i'll refund the five bucks it takes it's 100 risk-free and oh yeah it's only five bucks which means you'll get access from now all the way until like january your fantasy playoffs meaning that this is like nine cents per week so go grab that fantasy blueprint but make sure you avoid Jarek mckinnon the chief's running back look mckinnon was a top 25 rb last year and he won won a lot of people their championships. I mean, check it out. Over his final six weeks, he was the number two running back, averaging 18 and a half fantasy points per game. Only Christian McCaffrey was better. But we must discuss the major issue. And the issue would be that in those six games, between his receptions and rush attempts, he only had 10 to 11 touches per game. This was actually 25% less than the primary back during this time, Isaiah Pacheco. So he produced a lot on limited touches, meaning it's unsustainable. And it doesn't stop there. Because McKinnon thrived off of scoring nine touchdowns in his final six games. And now this is crazy because if you look at this touchdown column right here for his career, from up until that point, those final six weeks, if we were to scroll and include last year's weeks, McKinnon, over 98 career games, has just 20 total touchdowns before that. So clearly this is not sustainable for the now 31-year-old running back. Take Elijah Mitchell instead. Now let's discuss another rookie that you should never draft. He goes way too early, and that's Jordan Addison. Addison is a first-round wide receiver, went 24th overall to the Minnesota Vikings out of USC. All right, now here's what you need to know about Addison. He's probably the best route runner out of all the rookies, and in 2021 alone, he put up 100 catches and nearly 1,600 yards. But here's the issue. He currently goes in round 7, ahead of guys like Jahan Dotson and next to Kadarius Toney. I'd just rather have those players. Because those guys are the number 1 or number 2 option on their team, where Addison is the number 3. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is ahead of him as the first overall pick in fantasy drafts. But so is TJ Hawkinson, who joined the Vikings in week 9 last year. And from that point forward, those final 10 games of the season, Hawkinson averaged 13.5 point two fantasy points on eight point six targets per game, which was more than Travis Kelsey. So look, the takeaway is that Addison is great. He's just going to be the third option. And the third option last year was Adam Thielen, who earned one hundred and seven targets and finished as the wide receiver 41. All right. Now for this next one, it's not maybe a slam dunk. You need to avoid them. But I just want to say beware of the Eagles receivers. And before you go crazy, bear with me. Both of these guys are taken as top 12 receivers this year. And even AJ Brown goes as the eighth overall player in fantasy. And now here's what you need to know. The Eagles had the second most efficient offense last year behind only the Kansas City Chiefs. Now this led to both Brown and Smith being top 15 receivers last year, but Dallas Goddard was out for significant time. He missed five games, and in the 12 games when Goddard was on the field with Brown and Smith, Brown averaged 21% fewer points and Smith averaged 12% fewer points. So look, your takeaway is that both receivers are great, but it's unlikely they'll both finish top 12 this year. They didn't even do that last year, especially if the Eagles offense naturally goes from the second most efficient to, let's say, like the. 8th most efficient offense. I'm personally not getting a lot of either, but if I had to choose one to avoid, it would be Devonta Smith in round 2, just get Amon Ross St. Brown instead. So these are 10 players that you should never be drafting this year. But if you want to see the guys that you definitely need to target because they're the top 10 breakouts for 2023, well check out this video right over here. And double check that you hit that subscribe button so you could be up to date on all the content that will help you smack your friends and win your league.